Open your eyes. Wake up, Link. I'm Luke Summerhays. I'm James J. Miles. And I'm James the Jasper Stewart. And you're listening to Hyrule Field Report. And yes, what are we doing this week? What did we do last Wait, week? No, that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, well, last week we, we spoke yes. about... What did me and Jay do last week? Because <laughs> we were talking about uh, the Tarry Town. Last time. No, and Jay, what are we going to do this week? Should you want to check with me what we did last week as well? <laughs> no. <laughs> this week we are going to clear out the rest of the Akala region, ponder up to... The, the stable that's in the region the other one we've not spoken about and of course our ultimate goal the reason we visited here go and retrieve whatever Robbie's looking at us to get at his old lab hmm before we do any of that though yeah a couple of weeks back we talked about the uh, the little underpants section mm. yeah and we were talking about how the the joke barely works in English mm-hmm in Japanese, there's a phrase which people use to say, like, um, going in, you know, like, into danger or whatever. They literally just call it going in naked. Oh, okay. So it's like, it's a it's a joke that is, like, writes itself in Japanese. And, and, and doesn't work as well in English. Okay. So that's, yeah. So to be honest, they did a pretty decent job of translating something pretty untranslatable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's just like a misheard phrase in English compared to Japanese yeah so um, yeah it's like it's literally just a, a turn of phrase that you use in Japanese like oh, going in in your pants sort of thing before we get into Akala as well we should probably also talk about the big Zelda news this week oh <laughs> do we have to <laughs> no I think we do <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I'm I am happier to hear that we're getting a live action film than an Illumination film. Mm. Yes, because I don't think the tone would have worked from Illuminations. I agree with that. Like Mario, I I quite enjoyed the Mario film because Mario is cartoony and comical. Yeah. And... I mean, I still I don't think Zelda should have a film. I don't actually think Mario should have a film. Because they're not really, like, in-depth stories that yeah. can be translated. They're gameplays first, right? Yeah. Like Zelda is a tone in which to do gameplay stuff. Yeah. Film. Oh, that will. Mm-hmm. I think, and it's not an uncommon take, I think we all were probably wanting, if there was going to be a Zelda film, it should be animated. Um. Um, my, so, the reason I actually, I am often okay with live-action things that people aren't, like if we got an animated Zelda film, they like just that it would look like the game. So like it's play expected, the game. almost. Unless it was, you mean <laughs> like like two like D animation though? Like I get, I, yeah, but no one like, makes that now. Yeah, that was well, just never gonna happen, you know. I mean, Japanese, not as a big budget cinematic film. Japanese studios do. I mean, not as yeah, what not for big for. Adapta- not for yeah. things like this. Yeah, yeah. I or you would do it like across like, the Spider Verse, like that kind of style. Possibly, but like Zelda doesn't have a comic book origin, right? It's mm. a video game, mm. so. Mm. Like, I do think, like, what I was hoping for is, I don't know if you remember the old Smash Brothers trailers used to do, and. Oh, yeah, yeah. I want to say the trailer they did for Palatina was like a 2D, uh-huh. an, like an anime style one, and Link turns up I, in I, fighting right now. Don't get me wrong, I would have loved a 2D animated Zelda. It, like we've seen various people online do one, right? Like here's Zelda in a Ghibli style. Yeah, yeah. But I, I also knew it was never happening. No, I, I certainly not Ghibli. Like I don't think Ghibli would have touched that. But um, yeah, uh, well, yeah. It's selfishly, I did want a, an animated version of it. But even if it's live action, there's still warning signs there that make me worried about it being a live action from the people that are making it. <laughs> like, like. Avi Arad has not had a good track record of producing films. Like, I think, was his last one not Morbius, of all things? Mm. I think he did technically produce, like, the Raimi Spider-Man trilogy, though. Okay. That was also was 20 like, years ago. Yeah, but that was also, like, you know, like, the first comic book adaptation to get mm. it right kind of thing. 
and I've heard that the scriptwriter. But um, also, I think um, I think it's widely accepted that the the Raimi Spider-Man films were good in spite of Avi Arad, not because. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like I've heard the scriptwriter that's on board for this is apparently got ties to Rise of Skywalker and hasn't done much in um, it. But I also think he did like very early, very different drafts of Rise of Skywalker. Oh, okay, so not what we actually got on screen then. No. Fine. That's... I don't know if his ones were good. It'd be hard to salvage whatever the framework was for that film, I expect. Yeah. But yeah. Um... And the director has just done like Maze Runner and stuff. He didn't, he didn't have anything I've seen on his filmography. So, big question posing to you both here. We don't know, obviously, anything about the film beyond who's producing it at this point and it's happening, but give me your dream cast for Lincoln Zelda. Um, I don't think I want either of them to be played Seriously? by someone I've seen before. Yeah, like, that's, like, that was what I was going to say, like, they, like, they will never do this, but, like, don't attach, like, they're just going to attach a name to those two roles, aren't they? Like, mm-hmm. They're not going to give you like a an up and coming actor that's maybe been in like one or two things before, or even nothing. Which is that's what I'd want, right? Yeah. What would be the best worst case scenario? <laughs> like if they're going to uh, have such a big name. I don't. I don't know who the young pretty boys are these days. Because like it, the the one that I saw coming up like mentioned the most, and I was like, I don't like it because I don't like the concept of a live action Zelda film, but I can kind of see it. Is um, Timothy Chalamet? Yeah, that's kind of where my head went, but that's because mm. he's the only actor I know who looks young. Yeah, <laughs> I um, just keep thinking that or, uh, saying it's going to be Tom Holland. Tom Holland. I don't want either of those. <laughs> I don't. I don't want Tom Holland. Definitely not. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a me, Link. Um, what if? How old do you think they're going to go with for Link? <sighs> Because like he's been like quite a young boy in games too. Mm. I don't. Think I'm what my concern is they're probably going to go very Breath of the Wild. Yeah, because that's by far the most successful, right? Either that or like Ocarina, because it's yeah. Maybe. Well, that's what I would prefer. Like more like Green Tunic, very fantasy, less of the sci-fi stuff. Basically, just just give me a Lord of the Rings film with Zelda music, and I guess that would be all right. Yeah, I would. Uh... For Zelda, it would be quite funny if they did this. I would quite be quite yeah. interested in seeing Anya Taylor Joy. I yeah, I she actually has the look, and it would be cool that she's Zelda and Peach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like well, I, I finally watched there, like, um, last night in Soho this weekend. So might seem a bit too obvious or on the nose, but like either like some of the cast from like Stranger Things, like either Finn Wolfhard or Noah Snap, for like a young Link. Oh, Finn Wolfhard, I could see as Link. I'd probably lean in more to like. And like, they're not actually that young anymore. He'll be yeah, like, no, like early 20s. Yeah, early now, 20s, so. but like young in terms of like actors. Do you think. Yeah, no, yeah, I could see him as a link. Do you think we're going to get a story with Ganondorf or we're going to get CGI Ganon? We'll get Ganondorf because they'll want to have a human villain and then yeah. they'll Ganon in like the final yeah. act or whatever. That's. Probably I mean, Hollywood cool. loves giving you a vague CGI enemy for the final battle of their films. So. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, bigger question. Yeah. Link talking? Yeah. There you go, yeah. Yeah. I think and I, I hate minimal. it, but yeah. We'll oh, keep it minimal, I think, for the most part. Do you not think he will? No, he will. I, 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 I think he will. I just think he'll have a lot of dialogue. I think it'll be carried by like something else. The problem is... When someone doesn't talk a lot in a film, it's because they're usually doing like a, a gruff like Logan S- silent badass. <laughs> Whereas that's not Link either, right? He's no. he's meant to be kind of a goofball. Like that'd be like the worry, right? If they like if he has like he talks, but you don't give him a lot of dialogue, and it's carried by like a a Navi type character, like <laughs> that's. That oh, nice. there we go. There's the role for Chris Pratt. <laughs> Midna, as played by Chris Pratt. Hey, listen. <laughs> that was my Chris Pratt impression. It's as good as he's Mario. One. Navi, as played by Rabs- Rabsy Nesbitt. <laughs> oh, 
You listen, pal. Oh. <laughs> okay, well let's 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 stop talking worst case scenario. Like, so pitch your actual dream Zelda movie. Oh, I've told you, it's two D. You're, you're thinking two D Ghibli. Does Link talk in this? No, no, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a few words, maybe a few words, but he's. I think he's more quite like he's not like silent badass, but like focused. But he'll, me, still, he'll, he'll um, still smile and laugh to whoever his traveling partner is. Well, that's it. My version, I would go back to Zelda One. Mm-hmm. So Link's up, but Link doesn't really encounter many other people. The old man. Yeah, he like so he'll meet old people and they'll talk to him, but he's like a little boy, and it's. You don't know, like, is he mute? Can he even speak? Like, he's played as just, like, this lost little boy, but he's on a very important adventure. I feel like there is a specific example I've got in my head, but I can't quite put my finger on it. But yeah, it's more... And then it's all just tone and music. I would like a a dream Zelda film. Wind Waker split it into into a trilogy. (laughs) I would just see that film adapted. See that film, see that game adapted. I'd be all about that. Yeah, I mean, that game already looks like a beautiful cartoon, so... Yeah, yeah. Do you think they'll do that, though? Like, adapt, like, one of the games, or do you think it's just going to be, like, fully... I would be, yeah, it won't be a direct adaptation of one version, I think. Because it could go that way. I would, I would like it about, if like, it a was... young Link, and like, if they split it into parts, or even if the film's, like, like longer than, you know, like, an hour and a half, say it's, like, two and a half hours or something, in the... You've got mm. like a young link into adult link kind of period. Yeah, just maybe the, the problem. With, yeah, I think that's the thing is if we're thinking of a game being adapted to a film, a lot of the Zelda games would would feel too lacking. I feel to in a two hour mm. film, like sorry, yeah. too broad for a two hour film. Um, mm. To like accurately represent it. Which is why you would maybe go for one of your less story dense ones, like a Zelda one, like you're saying, Luke. I also think that in an ideal world, a Zelda film, it shouldn't be an adaptation of one of the existing links. It should be an additional link, mm. like added onto the Zelda lore, you know? Because that's what they do in the games, right? There's always a new, a new timeline, a new Zelda, yeah, a new link. So this should be, yeah, just another one. The film one can be on the that he- list too. The hero of the silver screen. The year is yeah. 2027. Cyberpunk. So that's who I think it should be played by Errol Flynn. Errol Flynn. <laughs> yeah. Just fucking Disney CGI bringing back to life. Yeah. <laughs> that's a yeah, that's a worrying picture of the future. Should we speak about Akala then? <laughs> <laughs> Yep, so we left off last time at Tarrytown. I didn't mean to Matt Berry that. I wish I'd done it a bit harder. Tarrytown! <laughs> oh, Brian, blessed, actually. Oh, <laughs> very blessed, yeah. Uh, yeah, so kind of just north of Tarrytown, um, there's a Skyview Tower, which we uh, didn't speak about last time. Ulri Mountain Skyview Tower. Yep. Um, Trying to stop myself saying the Uri Gala Mountain Skyview <laughs> Tower. <laughs> this one's uh, fairly simple. There's an Aerocuda that's actually stolen the terminal and is flying mm. around with it. So you just need to shoot it and then bring the terminal back up to the tower. Sure. I think we've talked if... about this before, but the Aerocudas, they're kind of cool, but <laughs> so dumb that they all die in one shot. Because <laughs> it's I... not that hard to hit things in this game. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's just the like, like I don't think Nintendo want a flying enemy to be. Like annoying, like needing like multiple hits. Well, that's yeah. Thing. I guess they tend to give you swarms of them rather than yeah. making one of them tough, right? Like I guess that works. Back in um, 
um, Elder Scrolls 3, Morrowind, there was an enemy called a Cliff Racer, which was very much in the same... It actually looked a lot like an Aerokuda, um, kind of flying lizard thing. Um, but they were really strong, like, mm. and really obnoxious to beat. Um, and people really, like, like, complained about them to the point that where, like, the next game came out, they put into the lore that after the events of Morrowind, some guy in Morrowind became, <laughs> like, a, like, a renowned hero because he killed all the cliff racers. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, um, maybe don't sip up the Arakudas. I like them though. They're, they're fun little things. Mm-hmm. And they can be annoying in a group fight, right? If you're not paying attention. Mm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that I think later in the game there is like one moment where you've got like a lot of them kind of swarming about, die bombing you as you're kind of soaring through the sky. Mm-hmm. But it's fun just to go to activate slow-mo and, and hit them with like a home and arrow when you're in the sky though. Sure, like, I was like, on the oh, yeah, yeah. if you're in the sky, then like, they're very accidentally. Like, yeah. like, I was like, oh, there's an Erokuda, I'll hit him. And he drops the thing. I'm like, oh, that's convenient. I probably need that. <laughs> Up in the sky above here, we've got some cool stuff. Yeah. There's, um, well, there's a flux construct up here to kill. And this is also, is this the first place we've seen those big, like, spherical islands? That I think you're it's kind the first one we've of. spoken about, the, the yeah. Stars. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those like really intrigued me in the like the trailer shots they did of the game. Mm. I was like, what the heck is that? I don't remember seeing any in the trailers, but that they must have been after I stopped watching trailers. Yeah, it was in one of the last trailers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um there's actually this one I think just has a sage's will inside it. But like some mm. of them actually there's shrines and puzzles you have to do within them to get to the, yeah, the goodies. Yeah, you the sphere, right? The most room to get to the chest below. Mm-hmm. I think it's this one that does that. Pretty sure it's one there's one later. Uh, there's one later that, um, if I remember rightly, you have to, like, f- it might even be this one, I don't know. You have to, like, fire, like, a... Um, a block, yeah. A crystal or a block into it using a. I think that's the one around here. Yeah, I think it is right. this one. I've just had a look. I've just looked up the um, Natak shrine up here. Um, yeah, you have to um, shoot the crystal from inside the sphere outside to the island nearby. Um, I remember that took quite a few goes to actually aim it correctly and figure out. And also, you're kind of at the mercy of the physics system as well with that. Um, I don't remember having a huge amount of trouble with it, mm. but yeah. yeah, maybe I'm just skills with the bow, <laughs> mate. Yep, clearly, clearly are. I think it's yeah. There's also another shrine. Um. Um. Can you get to it from here? I think this is the only place you can get to it. Just over the way, there's Gikaku Shrine in the sky as well. Yes, it's in an area called the Sky Mine, which mm. um, I'm pretty sure you have to kind of go from island to island with this one, um, and you kind yeah. of you get you have to stand on a launcher, um, which gave a bit of Mario Sunshine energy with the Chucksters. <laughs> yeah, this whole kind uh, of area of the map is quite interesting. Like the, the the fact there's a mine in the sky and then you've got the big swirl thing down below. We'll speak about this later in like one of the um when we do kind of a depths kind of sightseeing episode, but that swirl's really interesting in the depths. So like one of the one of the more interesting parts of the depths in my opinion. Should also mention the um the area where you fight the construct. Absolutely covered in fans. Oh, is it? Fan zone devices, yeah. Um, I think this was the place where I first started mucking about building hover bikes. Ah, okay. Because the game's almost telling you to. <laughs> That's probably how you get across to the sky mine, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, it's there's no um, steering thing or 
um, gliders. There's just the hella fans. So I guess you're meant to bring your own Zono devices to finish constructing something. Is there any of those like weightless platforms? Um, not that I can see. I'm, I'm, I'm on the island right now, having a little look around. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, nope, I, I tell a lie. There is basically a pre-built little hover vehicle. Ah, well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's like um steering thing, a platform, four fans and two batteries. So that's how you fly over to the sky mine. Oh, I think I had this saved in my uh in my blueprints. <laughs> yeah. I, m- I remember seeing this. I was like, "Oh." Yeah, there's one built and there's one next there's like the materials next to it. So I think mm-hmm. it's meant it's literally here for you to build it and save it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get like we talked about last week just a little bit of organic um training for you. Yep. And then, yeah, that's how you go over to the Sky Mine and Gikaku Shrine. Which I do not recall. Just a blessing. Um, ah, it's, okay. I thought it might be. It's a um, Shrine Crystal one. You've got to hop up the islands and then come back down with the crystal after you've been mm. chucksterd up there. Um, there back there on Terra Firma, though, in the kind of the swirly peninsula area, the Wrist Peninsula. Um, there's the Jemmy Mick Shrine. Um, speaking of fans, also known as Turbine Power. I think I got this one confused when we had a really basic fan one a couple weeks back. Remember we had the one that was literally just like, make a fan, congratulations, here's your... You beat the shrine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Maybe, I think I had it confused yeah. with this one where it's a little bit more complex. Oh, I think this is... I remember this area from Breath of the Wild where you had to get the ball around the whole spiral. On this one? Or am I confused on another Yes, this is the one where you've got to light the candle and... Yeah, it's this one. Yeah. Yeah, it is this one. You add a fire emitter to a big, like, spinny turbine, attach a fan to one end and it'll spin around rapidly, light all the candles and... Solve the puzzle. Light all the torches. Oh, yeah. Classic Zelda. Yeah. So yeah, this is the one that me and Jess were thinking of when we talked about that slightly mm-hmm. duller one last week. Mm-hmm. I like. I mean, we'll come back to it much, much later. This, uh, the big sandy spiral, was in Breath of the Wild, but kind of minor. Yeah. Like all, all it had was like there was a shrine and you did that little little quest. So I like that they've made it something much more significant now. Yes. Well, um, although the significance of it will be spoken yes, about. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Ooh, little teaser there for the listeners. <laughs> like kind of in Breath of the Wild, though. Like if you in Breath of the Wild, you get to this peninsula, you're basically you go around the spiral, right? That's how you kind of. Fight your way to the center. Yeah, you have to get a you get well, a gem. Like, I was just like, oh, build a boat, cross, build a boat, cross over, easy. <laughs> yeah, there is that. It's actually really easy to glide down to the center of it because, like, if you look at the topography of the map, oh, like, yeah, like if you go near Link's where Link's house is, then. You can like pretty much glide from Link's house all the way there to the to the center if you've got enough stamina, of course. Um, there's another shrine that we can speak of before we reach the next sort of point of interest, which is a uh, Sina Tanika shrine, which is a combat training for sneak strike. How often do you guys use sneak strikes? If if I get the opportunity I use it but it's, I never like manufacture an opportunity to use it right when I started like it. using like the forest dweller like weapons I was putting like the puff shrooms onto it mm-hmm. so I was like a lot of that time it, it yeah you were mentioning that like, a little like, bit puts, when like, we were in the, the car smoke forest. and then you get the sneak strike that's like that was like the latter half of the game though that I started using that just, just abusing <laughs> sneak strikes on like the strong enemies I've seen a couple of like Tears of the Kingdom speedruns, and that's quite a common tactic is to abuse sneak strikes in puff rooms. Mm. Um, 
I remember where I used them most. It wasn't even in this game. It was in Breath of the Wild when I when I dabbled with the master mode. Um, mm. Because the enemies are so much tankier and because they've got that built-in health regen if you don't do enough damage to them. And because, you know, because of that weapon durability was even more of a thing you had to be conscious of. Like being able to defeat an enemy in one hit sometimes with the sneak yeah. strike or, you know, take a big chunk off their health at the start of a fight was really valuable. Um... So I used it a lot then, but I, I honestly can't remember doing it that much in Tears of the Kingdom. I was doing it like it was like complete chaos because I'm doing it like in, in the months of a, like a big battle, like six, <laughs> seven bacoblins and a big boss bacoblin like roaming about, and I'm like, get the potion of spear, pop, like sneak strike a few of them, and then like kind of run away and repeat the same thing over and over again. Hmm. They probably like the going about going, oh my. They're probably going about going. Oh my god, he's a, he's a he's a he's a ninja, and you're just panicking, <laughs> throwing smoke bombs anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it is very Batman, but I don't use it that often, personally. After we've beaten the shrine, we do have a little um, chasm here to the depths, and there is some treasure there marked on the map. But there, there is a treasure um, if you go east from the chasm, um, and just north of here is the wellspring of power. Ah, yes. Uh, which I mostly remember from when I was desperately trying to figure out what the um, the water clue was from. <laughs> no, from the plateau. I can't be right because it's really far away from the plateau. Surely not. I've definitely been there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have been there. That would be so no, I don't think... man. Yeah. I guess I just went there for sensible reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember them from the um, memories in Breath of the Wild. Ah. Because uh, Zelda goes to each. Oh other yeah, 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 yeah. Awaken her. So yeah, this is where the this is where the springs are above ground. You can visit them below ground. Correct. Same as with the um, the healing one on the Great Plateau. Shrine, Re- Shrine of Resurrection. Yeah. Shrine of Resurrection, we found the water underground that fills the spring. I guess the same thing for the shrines and the springs that Zelda went to. There's also a quest you can pick up here um, which um, asks us to speak of, go speak to the um, the mother goddess statue. Which is uh, all the way okay. Back. So it's not so unrelated to the Plateau quests I was talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so there's actually three of these quests throughout the game, which are linked to the different wellsprings, um, and mm-hmm. they can be pretty annoying because what they asked to what they ask you to do to kind of um, well, sorry, before you unlock the the Mother Goddess quest, you've got to do each of the um the smaller quests linked related to it which is um for each of the shrines and this one it'll ask you to drop um uh what's well, a claw from the dragon that sort of navigates that region of the world mm-hmm. ah. into, into the water which I presume, which is, is it's, the idea is they said it restores some of the power and strength back to the Mother Goddess statue. Um, because if you remember back in the um, the Forgotten Temple, that was the statue was toppled over. Um, yeah. So uh, we'll speak about what, what happens when you once you've done all three. But yeah, this one asks you to put Din Raoul's claw in the water. Well, that does bring us back a little bit to. Um... We were talking about the dragons seem to have some connection to the goddesses as we saw in older Zeldas, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because they share the names and those goddesses don't appear in um, the Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom. So yeah, maybe this is the connection. That the three dragons the three dragons are somehow goddesses connected to the main goddess. Yep. Could have went through the the draconification that um Minoru spoke about in that uh, Yeah, yeah, that was the that, uh, the theory the we talked about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A little more fuel on that fire. 
Uh, I haven't done this, so do you get a reward just for doing the individual springs? Yeah, it's, I think it's a, a gem. You get, like, I think it's a ruby for this one. Um, I would assume a sapphire for one of them and maybe an emerald for the other. Um, right. Which, uh, nice little callback to the... Wait, are there emeralds in this game? Nope, I don't know where I got that from. <laughs> because you're thinking ruby, sapphire, and emerald. That's why you where you got that from. I was probably That's thinking no of the three um, the three stones in. Um, it is a topaz you get for one of them. That's right. Um, but I was probably thinking of the three um, sacred stones in the, from Ogrina, the three goddess pearls, mm-hmm. whatever you call them, sure, which are sure. red, blue, and green, right? Um, we're not we're not bringing Pokemon into this Zelda podcast. Don't be silly. Oh yeah, it's me who I'm the weird one for hearing Ruby Sapphire and Emerald and thinking of Pokemon. Um, but yes, uh, further up the road, we've got another stable. Yeah. So this one is is it just called the Akala Stable? East Akala Stable. East Akala Stable, there we go. So, uh, what we have here for our... Lucky Clover Gazette quest. uh, is... We don't have one. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to remember. That's why I'm struggling to remember what we did here. Yes, there isn't one. This stable um, is... Is it like a little bit run down because of what's going on just to the north of it? I'm trying to uh, remember. I don't think so because they get a lot of visitors for something else that's to the north of them. Right. Um, so they are quite well stocked. There are a couple quests dotted about here that you can that you can do. Um, hmm. So there's one quest where... Um, somebody called Chabby. Um, she's she's saying that she she really likes Lynels. Like she she loves Lynels, but she doesn't mm. believe she'd be a match for a Lynel because she wants to have the strongest weapon in the world. And she's oh yeah, she's I remember this. If she had a Lynel horn, then um, she would be the strongest in the world, and she would reward somebody for just even showing her the weapon. So if you've taken down a Lynel at this point of the game and you fuse a weapon to it. Depending on what you fused, what what tier of Lionel you fused, mm. um, depends on what reward you get. So if you just have a basic Lionel, I think you could just get a purple rupee. The blue Lionel's uh, silver, and if you go for a white or even a silver, you'll get 300 rupees. Mm. So there you go. Quick and easy yeah. quest if you've got the pieces. Quick if not, have fun hunt, hunting a Lionel. Yeah, I don't know if I would go as far as to say easy cash, Jess. <laughs> well, I was thinking more of the way you described it. Unless I had already it, the fact that if you have the horns already. <laughs> yeah, I guess. In that situation. Before you got sure. there, like, it's quick and easy in that regard. But if you've not fought a lino, you have to go first find one and then defeat it. So, obviously, not so easy. Now, there's another quest which kind of ties into something we'll be doing a little bit later. Which is, and it's actually a really cool one now that I think about it. Uh, um, it's called the Gathering Pirates, um, and somebody at the stable mm. is kind of looking out to the sea mm-hmm. because just kind of northeast, off mirrored off the a beach nearby, um, there's a pirate ship, and she's worried that they're they're going to eventually, you know, take land and come up and raid the stable, and doesn't really feel safe. So she's kind of hinting at you to go and deal with that. So. This is a little opportunity for a bit of pirates of the Caribbean action, swashbuckling. A bit of Goonies vibes going um, on. If I remember right, <laughs> where you find them in a cave, right? Uh, no, 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 no. That's that later. One? That's later. Oh, is that later. That's later. Yes, yes. This one's just mirrored off the uh, coast, so you can probably glide down from the cliff because you're fairly high up where you are, and. Uh, You'll let you'll land in the pirate ship, and it's sort of like one of the monster control missions, and mm. that you've got like a health bar showing the collective health of all the monsters on the ship, but you've got no help for this one. 
it's just yeah, there, you. there is a ship that you could do with a monster control crew, I think, but it's not here. Correct. It's yeah, yeah. um. It's on the way to the, the, the bigger pirate like. situation, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I remember hearing about the pirates from NPCs a couple times earlier in the game. And I was a little disappointed when I finally fought them, and it's just the regular monsters, but on a boat. Yeah, I guess. I mean, for me, my Wind Waker loving heart didn't mind it because you've got pirates, yeah. you've got monsters wearing bandanas and that in that game, and being pirates, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I thought it was going to be a new faction, you know, like a similar to the Yiga clan. Mm. Pirates like Yiga Clan off branch, like <laughs> Yiga Clan members, like yeah. just as half half Yiga Clan, half pirates. That could have been fair. Alas, it's nothing quite so grand. Like the uh, the 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 pirates that come and help Sauron in uh yeah 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 in uh Aragorn commandeers their ships. Um, but yes, it's, I really enjoyed the the pirate quest. Though I did, I just you know one man and taking down a whole ship of enemies mm-hmm. very fun um so worth doing and uh after you returned her she says i saw you clear the i saw you clear the monsters the ship sailed away there don't know where it's gone though it looks like it was heading south so a little tease maybe for something that's to come mm-hmm. i i don't know if she says has any different dialogue if you do this maybe after you've after. dealt with where they've headed yeah. off to. Um, but if, if they do, let me know. Uh, one last quest here, which I don't know if you want to talk about now, actually thinking about it, because it's kind of a trilogy of quests. It's about the Colossal Fossils. Uh, well, we haven't mentioned them yet, and we just started another trilogy of quests. We might as well bring it up. Yeah, yeah I suppose do it as we come. So, I think uh, we, we did talk about these briefly, right, when we were talking about Link costumes. The, there, that's the underground ones. Yeah. Ah, okay. And yeah, yeah. Um, so near here, you will uh, find an NPC called Loon, who um, find, is really interested in ancient things, and um, she said that um, she was heading up to the Aqua Lab, but there were signs telling her to go away, so she didn't want to go any further. Um. But what she's really interested in is the three Leviathan fossils dotted around the world, and she wants to see them. So she actually marks on your map where to go uh, to see the Elden Great Skeleton. Um, so if you follow our marker, and for the sake of this pod, we say that we say that you are. It's um, it's kind of very far north. Like it's like um, right past Death Mountain. It's at the edge of the map, pretty much. Um, uh, like pretty much. At the yeah, they kind. Of, I I remember finding them in Breath of the Wild, and they're all kind of at like the very extremes. Yeah, of where you can get to. You can see it on the world map, though, so it's actually not that hard to miss if you are looking for interesting, like kind of. To oh yeah. On the map to locate. Um. So if you go, well, I don't there, think anything in Breath of the Wild told you to go to them. You just naturally did. Uh, I think. There might have been a quest. You're probably right, and I've just forgotten it. it I could be totally wrong. Um, But in any case, um, for this one here, when you turn up there, she says, oh, it's incredible to see, you know, such such an impressive leviathan. Um, But you know, it's it's only got one little eye. I wanted to see its <laughs> I wanted to see one of its you know, both eyes shining, fossilized in its skull. So if you look around you'll find what appears to just be a big circular rock. Pop it in the left eye socket and she's really, really chuffed because she got to see it's she thinks she finds it cute. <laughs> so um she'll pay you up and then she'll head off to the Hebra Mountains next for the Hebra Great Skeleton. Which I don't know if you want to talk about because we missed that entirely when we were up there. Um, I think we just because of the way the map is, we've got like a little an episode about the area between Gerudo and Hebra in us. It's not uh, there. To it's, it's, frontier. It's, no, it's it's 
it's all the way to the north of Hebra, like like actually past Rito Village. Ah. Then yeah, chuck it in here now. Okay. So yeah, if you follow her up, then go to the Hebra Mountains. Same again. She'll mark it on your map, and it's kind of like again near the north end bit of the map. I think this one might be kind of undergroundish, like it's sort of in a kind of icy cave. Mm. Yeah, because it's not as visible on the map as the other one. It's not visible at all on the map. Um, yeah. So she'll mark it on your map, and it just looks like mountains. Um, right. But if you if you do find it um, and go into the I cave, you'll... I think one of them, I don't know if it's this one or the other one, I found while I was mucking about trying to do the, um, the quest to get the, the special armour, like the post... Post dungeon helmet. Oh, okay. I think it okay. might have been the Gerudo one. I ended up right. finding okay. myself in the fossil. Gotcha. Um. So this one, she says, um, "Oh, it's missing a fin bone. So one of the bones in this <laughs> direct quote here. One of the bones in this cutie spine is detached. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you just need to pop a couple of bones into the um." The, the spine of the creature again another 50 rupees and we won't speak about this one yet but she does then head off to the gerudo great skeleton um so we'll yeah. we'll speak about that when we wrap up i think that's a line from uh from the dark knight rises right mr wayne one of the bones in the scooter's spine is detached oh I'm not going to touch your Bane impression anymore tonight that we already have. <laughs> I try. I feel like we're missing something at this table, but I guess we're not. We are. Okay. Because they kind of, whilst it's not a quest, they do mention that while you're visiting the stable, you should do what everyone else does while they're here, and go head up past Bloodleaf Lake, and pray to the shrine of the horse god um and it mentions that yeah the horse god apparently used to be way south but for some reasons moved up here um and uh yeah if you uh if you pop to if you keep going further up uh to the past the bloodleaf lake you'll find what appears to be Another great fairy bud. Hmm. Uh, I think even from the outside, it looks a little bit weird. It looks, yeah, something's not right. <laughs> Something isn't right at all. Yeah, I remember this guy from Breath of the Wild as well. And even though he is a good egg, very creepy. Yeah, like, I, I didn't remember him in Breath oh, of the really? Wild. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I, I thought like he was just a voice in Breath of the Wild, but apparently he does turn up in that game. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, yeah, like I had no idea. So he, I think he asks for um, uh, a, a carrot <laughs> to, to get lit <laughs> out. Um, but yeah, like really, really cool looking. Um, kind of gives me like Majora vibes. A little bit. It feels like he's almost. I do like the fact that they kind of play with the player of the world like a little bit because obviously most people will find the design of him like creepy. So like they kind of mm. throw that in and he has little digs like at you about it. Like try like say certain things to scare you. Yeah, well, also, not um, about, like he wants to, he might eat you yeah, <laughs> or something like that. Up, yeah. Like if you have her, if you have had a horse die, he will basically threaten to kill you for it. So, yeah, um, <laughs> he's not happy if you've been mean to your horse. Here's, here's a line here. Um, I'll read it out. So, you would like to revive this horse? This one specifically? Well, I can do that, of course. But what is this? This horse says that you killed it. You? How could you? Do you plan to revive it just to kill it again? Our horse is only a tool to you. Do you treat their noble lives so casually that you'd use them and throw them away? If I were a horse right now, I'd kick you in the chest. I, I'm joking. You accidentally struck the horse, I'm sure. 
Would you like to revive this loyal, temporarily betrayed friend? Which is great. And I love the I love the phrase temporal temporarily betrayed. <laughs> <laughs> um one thing he does in Tears of the Kingdom, which he doesn't mm. didn't do in Breath of the Wild, is he will actually upgrade the stats of your horses if you bring him certain meals. That's pretty cool. Um so you it's kind of like a way of the great fairies have the armor upgrades. He'll do the he'll upgrade your horses. If there's a horse you're particularly attached mm-hmm. to, but its stats are to be honest, though, like for Tears of the Kingdom, I think we need like a I think we need a hoverbike god. Hoverbike god. <laughs> you, you dropped your hoverbike into a canyon <laughs> again. <laughs> you can you didn't bring it use back. Oh yeah, you can revive your hoverbike with. <laughs> You can revive your hover bike just with the auto build function. So, <laughs> mm, is it is it a, is it the same hover bike, or we we've got some sort of clone situation here? Maybe <laughs> is it the same horse, or have we got some kind of clone situation? It's, only, well, the same hover, it's only the same hover bike if you manage to save it with Rico. I've been using the same hover bike all game. It's had twenty different yeah, fans. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you weren't going to do it, I was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I saw a great um, a great meme the other day where they'd taken that Only Fools and Horses clip, but it was someone holding up his Switch. It's like, I've been using the same Switch since day one. It's had three different screens and 16 different Joy-Cons. I saw that <laughs> yes. as well, and I'm guessing you probably, you probably retweeted it. I probably retweeted it into your timeline, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, interestingly, if you try and upgrade the... Um, so you might remember these from the first game. You remember the big Ganondorf horse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's another horse, which I haven't spoken about yet in this game, but has a similar um, stature, shall we say. <laughs> um, if you try and re- upgrade either of those, it will say, mm, these horses don't want to have their abilities enhanced and you should respect their feelings. <laughs> well, that's a nice way of putting it. Yeah. But uh, I think I maybe upgraded the first horse I caught in Tears of the Kingdom a couple of times because, you know, grew attached to them. Yeah, the problem with Tears of the Kingdom was I had, I have got a horse which I am kind of attached to, but I've also got all my Breath of the Wild horses. Yeah, that's it. And I've got like, I've got a Pona from an amiibo, so like, if I ever needed a high value, like, High ability horse, pretty much sorted. Apparently, he's got different dialogue depending on. And this is probably Breath of the Wild related because it talks about it, a fight with a guardian. But depending on whether it was either killed in a guard by a guardian, or it caught in an explosion, or if you killed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, got, different. He's, he's got different dialogue about about how the horse died. Um, he's very moved if you uh, if it died in the fight with a guardian. And uh, but he still chastises you for not tr- controlling the the loyal beast with more skill. Um, if it dies in an explosion, he's he's very suspicious. He's like, you didn't <laughs> you didn't do that, did you? No, surely not. <laughs> so yeah, I, I like this guy. He's a, he's a very. I, I think Zelda needs and thrives on having like a few weird characters, like your Coltons yes. and this guy, right? Well, to go back to, um, we're talking about the potential of a Zelda film, right? It can't be too serious. And I feel like a lot of fans are probably going to complain if it's not like basically Lord of the Rings. Yeah. But Zelda's not, right? It's made by Nintendo and it's full of absolute weird nonsense. And there should be some Rings of that had, a, had a lot of heart and charm to it, though, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, it has, you know, Merry and Pippin, and, and especially in the books when you're getting into your Tom Bombadils and. Yeah, yeah. Seeing some moments, right? It's, you know what I'm, it's reminding me of? This, this hypothetical situation that I'm already annoyed about? <laughs> the recent couple of Ghostbusters films, mm. where it's like after the female Ghostbusters all the man-children started talking about Ghostbusters like it was this epic thing. And then they leaned into that and made the, like, 
the film The Bell even had jokes in it. Because they're forgetting that Ghostbusters was just like a dumb SNL comedy when it came out back in the 80s. Mm -hmm. But now it's like, here's a sad, slow piano cover of the Ghostbusters theme. As we look at like this <laughs> New York in desperate need of heroes or whatever bullshit. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I don't think Zelda like if the first Zelda trailer comes out and it's like, you know, shots of mountains and a sad piano cover of the Zelda theme, I'll be like, Oh, that is pretty, but also there better be like some freak with his pants on the outside making Link do a balloon like... minigame. <laughs> I, I, that will that's that is how it's going to trailer because even yeah. the games trailer like that. Like, yeah, you're right. Of, you're right. Like the, like the first like the, the the like the big Breath of the Wild trailer they showed off at the like the Switch event. Like mm. that started off like slow twinkling piano, you sweeping landscape yeah. shots, and then just action shot, action shot, action shots. Like a I guess yeah. Orchestra. Well, I've actually. The actual thing that Zelda does, which I'm worried a film won't do, is the thing which a lot of Japanese media does, but Western media rarely does, which is just, like, big shifts in tone. Mm. Like, um, One Piece will have, like, these super tragic backstories. But then two minutes later, it's like a guy dressed as a cow fighting a balloon man, and, like... (laughs) It's all settled by, like, a kick in the balls because he wanted to go to lunch or whatever. Or like, um, I've been reading JoJo, and it's like, one minute is an epic clash for the (laughs) epic clash of destiny, and then it's just like, oh, this guy's got a baby growing out of his arm now. Yes. (laughs) And it's just, I think that's, not everyone has a palette for that. Um, Mm. But for me, I think that's kind of peak. Because that's how life is. Yeah, like, I think that's just fun, right? And I think... If you have a really po-faced, like don't get me wrong, there's a place for those types of films, but like you said, that's not Zelda. Like mm. even even going back to the the first one, like like weird cheeky statements, like it's a secret to everybody, <laughs> stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that is in many ways what Zelda is, and I'm hoping that the film will capture that too. Mm. we shall see I suppose any closing thoughts on the horse god either of you before we move on no. um, who wants to move on all in favour say aye uh, aye <laughs> all opposed say Oh, oh, dear. <laughs> oh dear, dear, dear. I cannot believe you two didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah. I did until it was too late. Um <laughs> we didn't speak about the well the fast travel shrine for the um stable, which is a Jokchi Iu shrine. Uh, yeah, it's a fair little bit north, so I kind of in my head oh. I didn't notice it as the fast travel <laughs> shrine. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's it's almost more like a fast travel shine for the horse god. It's close, yeah, not not far off it. Um, so Jochi Eu shrine and courage careful, to pluck. Careful now, <laughs> courage to pluck. <laughs> Go back to Jojo. This sword is luck, but in your honor, I name it pluck. <laughs> I have absolutely no memory of this shrine. I have no memory of this place. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Basically, it's... (laughs) It's um, pulling... Yeah, it's like a big... You have to get the orb, but you have to, like, pull blocks out to get the orb. Mm -hmm. It is kind of tricky, yeah. Is there already other pieces of everything in it? It just kind of... It's got, like, a trap door underneath it. So if you get it wrong, it just... Pulls everything away from the map and resets it. Yeah, I actually spent a long ass time doing this one oh, and when I, I finally te- I pulled it this. off when I finally pulled it off I couldn't even tell you what I did differently I just got the luck worked out that time yeah I definitely cheesed this ring yeah um, not my favourite if I'm being honest <laughs> I think the problem with these sorts of shrines is that 
you're dealing with a physics system which can inherently just be random at times, it feels like. Like, the way things fall and the way things clatter. You, you yeah, it's, it's not, over it. I mean, random's not the word, but it's just, it's, no. it's too complicated, Chaotic. right? Which, yeah. Which is in many, it's why it's so good in some situations, because, like, fights and things can go in so many different directions. But in, like, a little puzzle like this, you want it to be a little more predictable, actually. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, we should probably hear on the interactive map, like, and like how he's going to collect the the orb here is like, like so far away from how I done it. Like, I did jump up there, like, but see, like the way he collected the chest, like, I didn't Mm. pull like the piece out carefully. (laughs) Like, I found a way to jump on, like the I pulled a few away the the Jenga blocks away, and kind of found a way to jump on to grab the chest without it toppling over. Not really. Took away a I think I remember I had, what I kept trying to do was just like basically pull the blocks and then grab the chest as it's falling. Mm. And I eventually pulled it off. But yeah, a tricky one. So yes, passing the shrine, um, as you kind of go further up the hill, you'll see the signs that the, um, the fossil enthusiast was speaking about that are saying like... Um, Lab under new ownership. Go away. <laughs> Things like that. Mm. Please turn back now, or be you've been warned. Um, if you ignore their warnings and continue going up the hill even further, you'll start to this see. This side can't stop me. I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, you might see some familiar statues dotted up in a row. And uh, if you go up to the lab, <laughs> knock on the door. Um, well, you might get a rude awakening for who's actually there. Um, I mean, it's the ego. It's always the ego. It's the ego. Yeah, it's the ego. Yeah, yeah, it's the ego. Uh, but yeah, so um, they're locked. They're locked in the um, the lab, and you that's have to right. sort of you have to figure out a way to sneak in. Now, mm-hmm. when I did it, the when I actually came and did this mission. Um, I basically just climbed up on top of the tower and I found a little gap and slipped through. Mm-hmm. There is a much more elaborate way you can break in. Is there like um, a, a cave or something? From the depths. Um, down oh! in the depths, there's one of those towers that takes you all the way up to... Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, which I honestly just... That? I didn't do it till today, just mucking around in the depths when we went down that chasm earlier. No, that I'm just I'm, I, I thought I came in through the roof, like because there's like a box mm. in that you can break and go down some stairs. But mm-hmm. yeah, I distinctly remember like popping up through the, the like I've got a bit memory now in my head of popping up through the floor and be like, oh, there's Yiga Clan here. Uh, oh, maybe there's that base on um, the plateau, and you're getting the two confused. Maybe, maybe. But yeah, you're right. You're spot on. Because it, it yeah. like going going into the lab through the depths route is so much more elaborate than just walking through. <laughs> yeah, the it's roof. Exactly that it feels like, like you get through the to the top, and there's like just boxes like everywhere, and you, you kind of break them or move them out of the way. With it almost feels like it's an accident that they left they left the above ground way there because. Who would do the depth route when you can just break a box and drop down? Mm-mm. Bizarre. Um, but this is also they've also got one of the uh, um, fashionistas from Hateno Village making the Yiga armor here as well. Same guy. Yeah, which piece is it here? I can't remember. Freed before. I'm pretty sure it's the same guy. Is it no, the it's, same not just, it's not just a different no. fashionista because I'm pretty sure that when you rescue him your first time, I'm pretty sure it in passing he mentions that I'll, I'll do my best not to get captured again. No, right. it's a different guy. I've just looked it up NPC. on the wiki. Yeah. You sure? Different NPC. Yeah, yeah. Just it is. That up then. <laughs> Clearly. 
I like your idea. I like your idea more, but yeah, it's not true, sadly. I think I'm just I'm, um, I might be confusing like the there's usually a guy kidnapped in the monster camps, and I think he says that's that's the same guy. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm confusing. Um, but yes, you get the chess piece here, so nearly finished the set. Hmm. And more importantly, we get yes. the gadget to take back to Robbie. Yes, the travel medallion. Mm. Which... which I wish I had gotten much earlier in the game. <laughs> yep. Uh, this is new to Tears of the Kingdom. Or no, it was in the expansion pack. Um, yeah, I think it was an expansion right. pass thing for the world, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think looking at it here in Breath of the Wild, you could only make one of these. Mm-hmm. Whereas in um, Tears of the Kingdom... Is it three we can uh, make in the end? Three, yes. The, so the way you get it is by filling in, doing the Skyview Towers. Mm. So I think you get um, the second one after you get Ten regions and the third after it's fully complete. According to the I think I had literally done all the Skyview Towers when I got <laughs> this, so no problem for me. Where did you? Um, any places that you popped down your uh, travel medallions for easy returns? There were some places in the depths right. with um, a big hall of like Zonai weapons, basically. Ah, uh, okay, cool. Which is handy to go and like re-equip myself. I and I've also to, I've yeah. popped one right at the start of where you do the end game. Ah, clever, clever. So you could just do that at a whim. Yeah, I would to. use it nice. yeah. for like other I know I was doing like story stuff and then maybe I didn't want to do the story progression like right away. So I'd drop mm-hmm. it like near wherever the story progression was and then just go on a random journey doing something else before I came back. I had one next to a uh, great fairy, <laughs> just for easy upgrades. Or on the top, like close by as well. I'm pretty sure, like Skull Skull Lake. There's like there is a cave there, but it's like on top of a you need to get to the top of a little mountain, don't you? Like a lot of sp- a spiral mm-hmm. kind of tower in the lake. And like once I got to That's the top right. of that, I dropped a travel medallion like there, because the, getting back up to the top wasn't easy. sense yeah very i think basically all big open world games should have some some way of just letting you fast travel wherever you want yeah it doesn't have to be from um, the start but mm -hmm. yeah it's definitely better than a progression thing later in the game or like halfway through i've seen i've seen the fast travel in spider-man 2 which is like insane it's crazy, yeah, and it's not from the start as well, which is good. Like, so you still, you know, you're still going to get the fun of exploring the city. But like later on, if you like, say, oh, I really want to do a mission, but it's like on the other side of the city, I just want to get to it now. It's so convenient and crazy. The <laughs> times, man. I've seen of that and the transition like, to the Lord and like, the way it kind of uses it. It's, it's really mad. Cool. Yeah, Insomniac are wizards, man. I, I, we feel like the only ones that are pushing that console sometimes. Because well, it's literally one of the only exclusive games on that console. The third one. Yeah, I mean, it'd be <laughs> games for the console, though, but... Yeah, but they're, they're multi-format games, right? They're PC and Xbox games as well. Yeah. So they're not gonna well, people, squeeze people the had juice. And, people had haptics in and stuff like that, like, to the triggers and stuff. Yeah. Probably a bit less doing than, like, getting absolute peak performance out of the SSD. <laughs> Says me, know. who knows so um, much about games. I was about to say, I don't know, I'm not a game developer, <laughs> but I'll defer to you, Mr. Game Dev. <laughs> but now we've completed our mission up here in the Akala region. Yes, uh, I think we're long overdue getting back on the main quest route. So we'll uh, start off next time heading off to... We'll start off at Lookout Landing and traipse across Hyrule Field, this time with the ultimate goal of visiting the Gerudos.
So catch us Who next does? time for that. Um, until then, Luke. You can find this podcast on Twitter at Hyrule Field Pod. Uh, we're on Facebook and YouTube, even though I never update those. Of course, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you rate and review, like and subscribe. If you've got Zelda loving friends, tell them, hey, check out this pod. They ch- they got the chat. They got the insights. They they know all about game development. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, please do rate and review and all of that stuff. Apparently it helps. And if you want to help support the podcast, keep it on that there internet. You can head on over to patreon.com slash podcastio podcastius. Where for just a dollar a month, you can hear episodes as soon as we're done editing. Uh, But no content is permanently behind a paywall. And uh, not because of any moral reasons i just don't think anyone would pay (laughs) (laughs) womp womp well (laughs) bring bring the mood up jas let's have some sage words of advice Uh, it's not really advice i was just going to ask you guys a question if you've had a travel medallion in real life where would you use it well i mean for me i would use it in like the uk because I live in Japan and I'd be very convenient to teleport and see my family like long distance travel that makes sense yeah I wasn't thinking like broad enough I'd be like easy trip to the shops you know like the shops (laughs) (laughs) my 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 first my first thought was like oh yeah you know the takeaway and then I'm like wait no (laughs) I have loved ones in other continents I should probably use it for that just make it real easy you know (laughs) Put it in Luke's living room and we'll just freak him out in the middle of the night. Yeah, and like one in your own house, one in his house, so you can get back, back and forth, right? You get I mean, that that would room. also solve my issues. So you like a lot easier to get from Jay's to my parents than from mine to my parents. Messing with your pals, just like in the middle of the night, travel medallion into the house, like rattle off door and then disappear. Problem is to access the travel gate at my house, Luke. You must eat one and consume one pizza crunch every time. <laughs> Actually, I would put the travel medallion next to my bed because I don't want to go anywhere via travel medallion. I've got that grind set, I've got that mindset that I'm going to work to get places, and that's why you're going to be making a million dollars with your travel medallion, but I'm going to be making a billion dollars with my hard work. Do we end up on that now? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Catch us next time. Cheerio. Bye.